wrote a couple new songs, and there was a new song we heard today. Amen. Come on, amen. Those, they, they wrote them. Amen. It's a blessing to able to write some music and just worship it. Amen. Praise the Lord. James. Let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 12. Amen. We've been, uh, we're getting ready for a conference. Come on, somebody, conference is coming up, amen, in a few, in a few weeks, in about a month from now. And uh, it's going to be August 10th, 11th, and 12th. And uh, the theme of the conference is full force blessing. Somebody say full force blessing. Now, come on, say it like you mean it, full force blessing. Hey, come on, amen. Uh, uh, and so we gotta, we got to be ready to expect the full force blessing that's coming. We talked about a few things, and, but today I want you to understand the full force blessing and and sometimes there's, there's a requirement, amen, to be blessed. How many know that? See, people think, well, I'm blessed. Yeah, you're blessed, but there's a requirement for certain things. There's a requirement of certain things uh, that you need to understand. And when I was reading this, it just, it just, it just began to show me a few things. And so I want to help you uh, tonight on understanding what it is to be a blessed man. What it is to be a, a blessed individual. What it is to be blessed. Amen. The Bible says in James chapter 1. Verse 12, it says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. Come on, somebody. For when he has been approved, for he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised for those he loves. Oh, who he loves, or loves him, excuse me. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. This in verse 15. Then when he, de- when, excuse me, then when desire has conceived or gives birth to sin, and sin when it is full grown brings forth death. This in verse 16, very simple. Do not be, what? deceived my beloved brethren father thank you for the word i pray lord that you would just help us to understand your word god that we would grasp this father god and grab a hold of it god that it would help us to see our future help us to see what you have for us so god that we would become the blessed men and blessed women you call us to be father in jesus name and everybody says amen you know here is james and James is writing out some things and he's laying up a, a great foundation. He, this, this book talks a lot about, you know, without faith, you cannot please God. And faith without works is, is not called faith, it's dead. He talks about, a lot about faith. And, and I believe one of the key factors is faith endures trials. Faith endures trials. Another thing, trials come and trials go. How many know that? Trials come and trials go. That's why it's called going through it. You, I'm, I'm going through it. You're not staying there. You're going through. But some people like to live in their trials. Some people like, people like to uh, make camp and amen and live there and, and, and live their whole life in that trial. And life is passing by and you're living still in that trial. But some say, some say trials come and trials go. Amen. But a strong faith individual listen carefully learns to develop an endurance one who has faith learns to develop endurance and one listen carefully who's full of faith 
learns the word gives them strength over trials. See, the word will give you strength over trials. The word will help you do what is right. Come on, somebody. The, the word obeys. Come on. The word obeys. Or faith, we say like the faith obeys the word. Faith says you can, so then you believe it, you can. You can't overcome. You can't be a mighty man. You can't be an overcomer. Greater is it than you than he that's in the world. See, faith says, yes, I'm going to obey that. I'm going to obey that word. So if you're full of faith, you'll be blessed. See, blessed is the man who endures temptation. Who endures, amen, temptation. Not one who gets caught up in it. Not one who blows it. Not one who gets, amen, allows it to consume them. So we're going to get into that right now, but I need you to see this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved. See, there's a stamp that's going to go on you. Fail or approved. This has been approved by this, this, and that. Has this been approved by the FTRF, whatever they call it, RDE, or whatever you call that, please? It's been approved. And, and do you have the stamp, the stamp of approval on you or you have the stamp of fail on you? Because when the temptation came, were you able to say, you know what, I couldn't do this. I'm not going to give in to my anger. I'm not going to give in to my frustration. I'm not going to give in to my hate. Come on. I, I, I'm going to pass this temptation. See, temptation come in all different sizes, all different shapes, different forms. Temptation comes in a lot of different ways. They'll hit you individually. They'll hit you corporately. They'll hit us as a church. They'll hit us, amen. Uh, they'll hit us all different ways in your children, your marriages, uh, your finances. You will be tempted. It's not if, you, if, if you're not. You will. You will be hit. You will go through something. Will the real you stand up? Hello, somebody. Claim Shady said that, I think. Amen. You see... He says, he goes on, he says these words, he will receive the crown of life. See, we have to learn to love God under every situation. Because when everything goes in its place, we're going to find out, amen, this is the thing we're going to find out, will we receive the crown of life? I don't know about you, but I've heard years ago, there's going to be a lot of people who should be, who should be in heaven, a lot of people that should thought they were going to be in heaven. <laughs> Let me phrase it like this, sometimes... I was watching a show today, and I got home early, and I, and I was watching the show, and I recorded I seen it. It's called The Preachers. I don't know if you've seen it. It comes out at 1 o'clock. It's called The Preachers. And there's, three, I think, four preachers that are up there, and they're talking about a lot of different stuff. And one of the segments in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in the show, it says, it's on Channel 11 on Fox Theater. So, it's, it's, you know, Fox is it's scandalous. You know, they, for having them on Fox, that's pretty crazy. You know, and, and so here, here they are. And one of the sections says, am I going to hell? And I started laughing, and started laughing, and they were like, they were trying to, trying to make people talk about what they've been through. And, you know, am I going to go through hell? And some, they asked some questions, have anybody ever said a lie? And then people saying some lie, and they says, That's, am I going to go to hell? And they're like, well, yeah, I think you're going to go to hell about five minutes. You know, and it was, it was trying to make a joke of it. But the reality is, we don't understand that there's some things that are going to cause us to lose our crown. Because we, we, we get saved... There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a standard that's on our lives, but sometimes we don't live up to that standard no more. Because time goes by, years go by, and we start saying, God, you know, me and you are like this, so it's okay. And God says, no, 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 no. It's never going to be just like this. 
well, I can get away with this. No, you can't get away with it because the Bible says that the blessed is the man who endures. Come on, somebody. Temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. See, if you really love God, then we're going to have to learn to push away from temptation. Amen? Come on, we have to learn to push away temptation. Now, now you got to listen to what I'm going to say here because uh, we're going to jump into a few things right now. So let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot tempt by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire. See, there's a desire and enticement. See, temptation is, is, temptation is invitation to do wrong. That's what temptation is. A temptation is an invitation to do wrong. And a lot of us have got more invitations than we want to know about. It's when you get an invitation to go to a baby shower to, or, to, or to a party. You get the invitation, but it's up to you to take the temptation. Hello. It's up to you to say, well, I'm going to go or I'm not going to go. So that's how temptation comes. It comes in certain ways, in certain forms, and it'll hit your desire. It'll tempt your desire. It'll tempt your sexual desire. Uh, come on, somebody. If you ain't married, it's going to attack that. It's going to flare it up. It's going to give you that itch. Hello, somebody. Amen. You're fasting. All of a sudden, you're fasting. Everybody wants to give you food. You get tempted. You're fasting. All of a sudden, nobody wants to give you food. All of a sudden, everybody wants to give you food. You want to go get some meat? They don't even call you to go to lunch. And you're fasting. You get saved and you never got free drugs. All of a sudden, everybody wants to give you free stuff. Where were you before? Hello, somebody. All of a sudden, you, were, you got saved. And before you got saved, nobody wanted to talk to you. All of a sudden, everybody likes you. All of a sudden, guys look at you. Oh, look, hello. Girls look at you. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't your looks. It's the anointing. If you got it. Amen. Getting holy in this place. Come on, somebody. Amen. Phones are only good for looking and reading on the Bible and not playing with. Hello. Put them away. Listen to this. Don't get caught up in that desire. Don't get caught up in that enticed. See, women are funny. Women have big eyelashes. You got to watch out girls with big eyelashes. Because they go like this. You. <laughs> they got eyelashes like that. Hello. Their eyelashes will talk to you. They'll bat them. And you're getting enticed. You're like this. You're flying in the air. And guys will entice you too. With, you try to be all, be all cool and everything. Be all, be all yeah, yeah, you know. And talk all smooth. But you know, they're living in their mama garage. Still living at home and living off that check. Amen. Try to entice you. You got to watch out with the enticements. You'll get enticed by a job. It'll entice you. Yeah, and work the whole damn two years, and all of a sudden you want to go to work on conference. Hey, what's up, bro? I ain't peeking on nobody. I'm just talking. You don't hear me, though. Sister, all of a sudden. Someone say, all of a sudden. All of a sudden you get enticed at the wrong time. All of a sudden, you got to clean your house on a Thursday night. Eh. You ain't never cleaned that house in a long time. 
all of a sudden it's spring break. See, an enticement is to pull you out of where you're supposed to be. An enticement is to entice. Entice is to tie you up with something else. You get enticed in your mind. So when it's church time, your mind is somewhere else. You get enticed. Oh, I wonder if I did this, I did that. Oh, my, oh my God, oh, my God. I check Facebook. Come on. Facebook during church? Snapchat? Jibber jap? All this crazy stuff? You're in church. You get enticed. You got an itch in your pocket. I got to I got to check. You get enticed. Amen. That's why my kids at 5 o'clock now, we started a rule. Your phone is staying at home. Pick up on that. Parents, take your phone's kids away. Take those phones away. Take those damn phones away. Bury them. Mad dog me. I'm ready to be mad dog. It's okay. I flex up. Whatever's left. <laughs> but you got to watch out with those enticements. With me so far. Okay, good. It's getting better. It's going to get better. Because there's something that's going to happen next. Listen, this, look what happens next. If you give in to desire and to enticement, when desire has conceived, it means it had some type of intercourse, some type of giving into it, intimacy to it. Listen to this. What has been intimate with it, it gives birth. It gives birth. Big Bertha is born. Big Dave's alive. Listen, and sin. To sin and sin when it is full grown. Brings forth death. It's saying it like it says that when you give into desire and enticement, it will conceive in you something that you did not even know it was there. All of a sudden, it, it's like alien. It comes out. And who? there it is. And there it is. And it's fully growing now. Now you're trying to stop, but you can't because you're caught up in lust. You can't because you're caught up with all these weird lusts. Weird lust is out of control now. You're caught up with all this weird stuff. You're trying all these weird things and all this craziness is going on. And you give into all this lust and all this stuff's getting weird. And then you give into all these other things and all these different things that enticed you. You give into it. Into drugs and you give into drugs. And you, you give into the weirdest things. Because drugs would take you places you didn't want to go. Because when it's fully grown, it gets forth to an animal. How many of you can, be, can get witness to that? That you didn't think you'd be doing things when you got into doing drugs. Who thought you would be homeless? Who thought you'd be strung out? Who thought you would have all these marks all over your body? Who thought your lips would be blusted? Blistered, blusted, it can't be trusted. Hello. I know you don't want to hear it, but I have to tell you. Because people want to say, I'm a blessed man when you entice with all this weird stuff. When you're giving birth to all these weird things. I'm blessed. You're blessed, huh? 
Some of you right now are like, just, oof, good. I can't even see you anyways past the second thing. I got my glasses on today. I need to start wearing my glasses. I can see further. I can see blurs. That's all just blurs. That's why it's easy to preach. I can't see your face. Because if I did, I'd probably speak worse. Listen to this. Listen to this. Do not. Someone say it with me in verse 16. Do not be what? Deceived. Do not be deceived. We're, we can lie to ourselves. Well, you know. It's that time, and you know, and it's it's, and you, you, we we deceive ourselves. I've seen some great men deceive themselves. I see that some of the greatest men play the play the part. I, I've seen that. I've seen that black, white, yellow, green. Tell it what it means. I'm telling you, I've seen some weird things. They deceive themselves. This is why I did this, and this is why I do that, and this is why, and this is why. And like, man, so many whys. Why no knows? It says straight out, James saying, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. See, this right here is some of the most powerful things. Because in verse 18, he says, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruit of his creations. He's saying that he created us out of truth. Out of his word. That we'll be his first fruits, his first creation, guys. That's why he's looking at us and seeing that, you know what? You, you fell in the garden. You gave in to lies and lust, your own desires, and it gave birth to sin. And sin fully growing, that you said you were naked. You didn't even know what that meant. You gave in to all these weird things, and you lost the blessing. <laughs> you lost the blessing because it was time to give you the crown of life and you lost it. You were kicked out of the blessing area. Then you got to go down and dig like an animal, tear the ground, sweat of your brow. Women will feel the pain of birth. You're going to feel the hell of what it is to be in sin. And that's the way it is now. We feel the hell of sin when we mess with it. When we get caught up with it. Come on, somebody. We, you, how, many has, how many times have sin hurt you? It'll rip away. It will devour the blessings of you. Why do I say all that? Because I want you to catch this next part right here, verse 19. This is the key. This is the qualities that we need to endure these trials. Qualities that we need. It says right now, verse 19, so simple. It says, so then. And if you ever hear that, when you hear so, then it's saying that, so you know this. You know, so you already know. So let me tell you. Let me remind you. So then, my beloved brethren. Who is he talking to? Anybody knows he's talking to here? The church. Us. The body. He ain't talking to sinners. He's not talking to all these people out there who don't know Christ. He's talking to the Christian, talking to the leader, talking to the preacher. He's talking to the body of Christ. My brother, hello, somebody. He's straight out. He's saying to my brother, brother in the Lord. He says, let every man be swift 
To open their mouth? No, swift to what? Swift to hear. What did you hear? You, you, you hear these things. He says, that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth so we can hear more and talk less. He's telling us, be swift to hear. We can't, when people try to talk to us, we can't not block them out. How many of you allow yourself to be conceived and go through something so a hellish of a trial that you don't want to hear it? How many of the baby ever come out? Yeah. La, 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 la. And you do that without, do, without literally doing it, but you do it. In your attitude and a lot of things that you do. So he's telling us be swift to hear. So he's telling us we need to learn to hear. Learn to hear God's word and what God's word says to us. And when we're going through the trial, try to hear the trial. Try to hear the trial, what it's trying to tell us. What it's trying to show us. Try to hear what it's trying to communicate to us. Not just hear the, the sorrow, the, the pity. See, in Nehemiah, I think it was Nehemiah chapter 5, uh, what chapter is it, Nehemiah, where all the people begin to sell everything. They're selling their land, they're selling their animals, they're selling their vineyard, they're selling their mortgage, they start selling their children for food. And they start out crying, they start crying out to the Lord, excuse me, they start crying out to the people, they start, they start going through a big old depression. And, they go to, and it goes into Nehemiah's ear and he hears the cry. These people, listen, they, are, they, 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 they were just doing all these crazy, they're not being swift to hear, they're just being swift just to do all this crazy stuff. And everything reconciles, he fixes it all, and he tells them this stuff, he tells them everything's going to go back to you, he tells everybody to take, him back, take the mortgage back off them, give them back everything that they need, bless them to give back their children, and he fixes all what he does, he governs the land, he fixes everything. This is what I want to tell you. But he tells, the, the, he tells all the prophets there and he tells them all, you guys need to keep your promises. If not, I'm going to roll down my sleeves, he says, and all the creases and the junk that are on there are going to fall on your life. So he warns the men of God and he warns the people that they have to keep their promises. And that's the same thing that I feel is that if we don't keep our promises and swift to listen what we're going to learn, that we're going to lose out on the great thing that's coming to us. And we have to learn to be swift to hear. Because there we're in a generation, we don't want to hear it no more. We shut things out. So if we're going to be blessed individuals and endure our trial, we need to be swift to hear. Amen? And not just hear one time. See, you don't learn faith by just hear. You learn faith by hearing. Oh, come on, somebody. By hearing. Hearing, hearing over and over and over and over. The same way we're going to be swift to hear and hear and hear and hear and hear that you begin to create a hearing in your trial. How does that guy say, do you hear me now? Remember him? Do you hear me now? You know, he jumped, he got done of saying, you hear me now? And he went to spring. Now it's like, can you hear me now? Or he said something like, so you hear, so did you hear me? He said something funny. He's wearing a yellow shirt now. Even him couldn't hear it now. Church, he says, swift to hear it. Now listen to the next one. And, and he hits it right on the nail. He says, slow to speak. 
Because we're quick to speak before we even hear about something. My pastor's always told me, Edgy, there's always two sides of the story. Don't just jump on it, just slow down. And I learned that through the years, slow to speak, quick to listen. Amen. Slow, some say slow to speak, quick to listen. Quick to listen, slow to. You don't want to put your foot in your mouth because then you just prolong your trial. Prolong your temptation. Prolong the growth of the giant in your life. Some of you have given full growth into some giants that have controlled you, took you out, torn you out, tore you up, and all of a sudden you killed that and you restart again. Why regrow another tore up giant? Why give full growth to something you don't need no more? Amen. Was that the new cartoon, Big BFF, Big Fat Giant or Big Friendly Giant or something like that? It's a new cartoon they have for kids, the BFF, big old giants. And you see those giants, they come in and they're destroying everything. And that's what happens when sin is fully grown, it destroys things. It destroys things. That's why you have to learn to be quick to hear and slow to speak. So why? So that when you're going through this, I got to hear this again. When you're going through this, you'll say the right things. Now look at the next one. And it says why? Then it goes next and it says slow to wrath. Slow to the anger. Because what happens when we hear news or we hear something, anger is the first thing that kicks in. Our mouth takes off fast and our ears shut down. The opposite How many can know what I'm talking about? The opposite kicks in and you wonder why you're not blessed. But no, pastor, but I'm blessed. No, you cannot be blessed with the mouth like that, with an anger like that, with... In your own eyes, we are deceived. Or who are you to tell me I'm not blessed? The pastor. If you don't like my pastoring, there's done other pastors. I'm just doing what my pastor told me to do. The pastor above pastors. Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm having fun. You having fun? No? Okay. Praise God. Someone say endure. Endure. Why endure? Listen, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of what? Wow. Couldn't even say it right, huh? Listen carefully. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of what? God. My wrath has got me in trouble. My wrath has got me in trouble. My wrath has got me in trouble. My wrath has got me busted. My wrath has got me in trouble. My my wrath has got me disciplined. My wrath has got my pastor telling me, you know what, you're never going to have ministry with me again. Sit down. Ay, ay, ay. The wrath has got me in trouble. My big mouth has got me in trouble. You're not hearing me. I'm trying to help you tell you my problems. I don't know about your problems, but I know about my problems. And I know what got me in trouble. And I know what took me from being blessed. And I know what got me stuck. I know what got me stuck. I know what got me stuck. I know what I gave birth to, and it wasn't 
three beautiful children. Amen. I gave birth to a full-grown animal that brought forth death in my life. Amen. And I deceived myself, saying, oh, everything's fine. I know not you guys, because you guys are perfectly fine. I like... um, I gotta show you this part right here. Go to go to um, James. Turn it, turn it page, chapter two. Well, excuse me, chapter four. It's chapter four. James, chapter four. Look at verse seven here. Verse seven. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. My God. You, you, have, you have to understand this right here. Therefore, submit to God. Come under. The word submit comes from the word submarine. means to submit, to, sub, to subdue, to come under. We need to come under God's power and God's authority. And what he says in his word, come under his word. Come under his word, come under who he is, come under his his leadership, come under his headship. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. Therefore, submit to God. Now, when you submit to God, it doesn't mean, you've got to hear this. It doesn't mean the devil don't have a pull on you. It doesn't mean he won't entice you. It don't mean he he won't deceive you. It's that you have submitted, but there's a second part to submit. You must resist the devil. You have to resist the pool of the devil. Amen. Uh, um, um, come here, Wado. Come here, Lonzo. This ain't going to sign. And here, here is the submission of God. And here's the devil coming to me. Here he is talking to me and whispering in my ears and telling me, you know, because you look like the devil. <laughs> here he is. And here is, is, here is submitting to God. And here I am here in my walk with God. And here I am going through temptation. Here I'm going through trials. Here I'm going through all these things. And, I, and I'm standing strong. And, and I'm trying to be swift to hear. Amen. And quick to hear. And, and slow to speak. And slow to wrath. And I'm trying to you know, stand strong. And not allow me to be deceived. And not allow, allow all this stuff to, to corrupt me. Now I'm at a point right now. Is that God, I need, I need you. God said, okay, submit to me. So I submit to him, but now the devil is pulling on me. Now I have to resist and not give in. Because listen carefully, how I submit to God, the devil's still trying to hold on. Now I'm going to have to resist his pull. See, he's pulled on me and I'm letting go, but I'm going to have to resist him. Say no, no, and he's going to come at me and I'm going to put no. Not today, hello somebody. And when you resist, because he's not going to just, okay, he let go, okay, no. He's going to keep on coming. He's going to put that skirt to flirt. Hello, somebody. He's going he's, he's to put that guy there to try to pull you out. He's going to put all these weird things there to try to mess with you. I'm telling you. He, he's gonna, and here you are submitting, and here you are resisting, and he's still, but he's still coming. You go, you go to church, he's still there. Hello, somebody. You go to work, he's there at work. You go to the store, he's there at the store. 
So you have to resist. And finally, when you resist, the Bible says, he shall what? He shall flee. But while I was doing that, what was I doing? Submitting to God. See, this is the problem that we do. Is that, come this way, devil. Here we are resisting. And when we resist the devil, we, we, we resist submission. And we think we're pushing him away, but he's dragging us away. He's dragging away from where we're supposed to be, where we're supposed to be at, what we're supposed to be submitting to, and he's dragging us away, and we think we're pushing him off. And he is not fleeing. He's got closer to us because we're further from submission. Now, let me put this, let me put this in a job perspective. If I put it in a job perspective, here's your boss. Here's stuff going on in your life. You will not let go of your boss to take care of what's going on in your life. Because if you let go of your boss, you done screwed up your life. You don't hear me, though. You don't, you don't, you don't hear me, though. Let me, let, me, let me show you more closely. Come here. Come here, devil. Here you are working. And you know you can't let go of work. But you'll let go of all these other things. See, God's, I'm going to call from God right now. Tell me I'm not here. And so we hold on to our work. And this thing here is crying at us and crying at us. You're like, hold on, wait, wait till I get off work. So what am I saying? It's the same thing. Submit to God. And the enemy's coming to you. You say, you know, you know what? You ain't got time for you. I'm at work right now. I'm working with faith. Because faith without work is what? Dead. So I'm, some say I'm working it. I'm working the gospel. I'm working my faith. My faith is working. While my faith is working, this is what I want you to see. While my faith is working, I'm pushing. I'm resisting. While you're working your job, you resist the enemy. And you'll be able to take care of everything you got when you submit and resist. How many catch you what I'm saying? If I lost you, talk to me later. This is what I want you to know. Don't let the enemy pull you out of your submission. Don't, don't let him pull you out of your submission. Because when you're pulled out of that submission, who knows where you'll end up at? Well, some of you might know where you end up at. I know where I end up at, if not worse. Don't give in to the devil. Come on, somebody. Don't give in to the devil. Last one. I'm going to leave you with this right here. We're almost done. We're almost done. This is the last one. Guys, stay right there because we're not done with you guys right now. Devil and God look at each other really quick for a minute. Just for a minute. Don't have to fight. Just look for a minute. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Listen carefully. Clean your hands, you sinner. And purify your heart, you double-minded man. Or double mind. <laughs> what do I got to do? I have to draw near to what? Because if I'm not drawing near to God, I'm drawing near to my enticement. I'm drawing near to my junk. I'm going to have to draw near to somebody. Because when I fall away from him, I got to fall in his arms. I'm not a ball far in his arms. You're going you're gonna to have... 
Come on, I need you to catch this. If you don't catch this, you're going to miss this. If I don't draw near to him, I'm going to draw near to something. But the only one that can get me through everything is him. God is the only one that can get me through everything. God is the only one that can pull me through. God is the only one that can take care of me. Amen. Uh, amen. I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to be tore up. I don't want to be jacked up no more. I'm tired of living in his hands. I need to get back in his hands. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. Thank you, guys. So we look at, you understand with me tonight, church. We look at the scripture. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Who endures temptation. It's going to come and it's going to go, guys. But it's how we're acting in the coming and going. That's the important thing. It comes and it goes. But how are we acting? How are we, are we swift to hear? Are we slow to speak? Are we slow to wrath? Is our wrath creating just discord and division? Because it does not produce our wrath, the righteousness of God. And God is saying that I have created you. I've created you to be my first fruit. I created you to be my worshiper. I created you to be in my image. I created you to be great. I created you to be mighty. I created you to be blessed. I created you out of the foundations of the world. You're just going through something. You're just passing through something. You're going to win. Are you going to be approved? Or are you going to have a stamp that says, well... I don't know about you, but I've been stamped with well so many times. I'm tired of it. I want to be approved. Come on, I want to be approved. You know what you're facing. You know what enticement has come and what enemy is planted in your mind or what you've been going through. You're the only one that cannot be deceived. You can deceive yourself, or you can say, I'm not going to be deceived. Pastor, you pulled my covers. Hello. Pastor, you, you put it on front street. Now it's up to me. Now it's up to me. Now it's up to me to draw near to God. Now it's up to me to draw near to God. Now it's up to me to draw near to God and resist the enemy. Because I know whatever I draw near to is going to captivate me. So today... I choose to draw near to God. If that's you tonight, I want you to draw near to God. This is your time to draw near to God. This is your choice. It's up to you. What do you want to draw near to? Because if you're going to draw near to Him, we know what you're drawing near to. Because you're going to fall in somebody's arms. Hallelujah.